0: Good morning, good morning, Church (laughs) Dumelang. Yes, I greet you this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, I would like to thank the pastors, the elders, and the leadership team for allowing me the opportunity to share the word of God with you. It is an honor uh, and I'm honored. Amen. Amen, wow. I'm so in awe of what was happening at the youth camp. I'm telling you, you are influencing us. Yeah, as uh, Buche has said that we might as well go because you have shared so much, yeah. And um I the worship of the youth, wow, I'm, get, I'm also getting younger and younger. I remember <laughs> I remember when it was uh, girls' farewell, there was a song that was played, uh, you sang, here, yeah, and no, I went to uh, my daughter there at the corner. <laughs> I asked her, the way you were jumping and I, what that song is. And she said, uh, church, church what? Clap. Why? Wow, it's church clap. I'm playing church clap at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping as well. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it. Um, I wonder if I can have uh, another mic so that I can ask. Luande to Aluande to to read for me the scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another another. Yeah. I'll, I'll read myself then, okay. Let's pray. Father, we give you glory and honor. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercies that are new every morning. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Because in your presence, there is fullness of joy. We thank you what you have done for us, for sending Jesus to die for us at the cross. We thank you that we are free today because of what he has done. He has freed us from the bondage, from our sins. Yes, Lord, as Cindy has said, you are leading us to abundant life. We thank you in Jesus' name, Amen. Uh, before I tell you what I'm um, the topic of I've chosen to share today, um, it's been in my heart um, because I've seen a uh, brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, uh, not enjoying the abundant life, limping along the way, whereas God says he loves us, he loves us, he has, his, his, his banner over us is life. And I notice that um, they are not enjoying it because of things that have happened in their lives. Yes, the Bible says um, in Luke, let me find it here. In Luke 17, verse one, the Bible says, it is impossible for offenses not to come, but woe unto him through whom they come. Also in John 16, verse 33, the Bible says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have troubles, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world, we will be offended, as the, the word says. We'll be offended. you will be offended by me. You will be offended by pastors. You will be offended by pastors boss, by a, a, a colleagues, friend, husband, even at home, as my son has just said uh, in, in, in his testimony. And because of offense, we feel, um, we, 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 we tend to keep it in our hearts. And when we keep the offense in our hearts, we harbor grudges, and we don't forgive. And by not forgiving, uh, we don't enjoy the intimacy of the relationship that uh, 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 God has called unto- into. We, we, we go on limping. I know how to carry burdens. I know how to come to church and carry, it was like I was carrying a backpack and when the chair, it would be nice, I would clap, I would enjoy the word. But the moment I come out, it would be like I'm taking my backpack again and putting it over my back. So that caused us to limp along the way. And the Bible says, uh, let's lay aside all the stumbling box that entangles on us. So one, the, the, the topic I want to speak about, it's amazing. My son there mentioned it, it's about forgiveness. I've seen people harbor unforgiveness and offenses and um, it makes them bitter on the way and they don't enjoy the relationship that they've been called unto by God, amen. Amen. So the passage I'm going to read today is Matthew 8, is Matthew 18 verse 21. Um, forgiving others it is called forgiveness. The main foundation of forgiving others is because God in Christ forgave us. It's so important. Amen. I would like to read from, as I've said, from verse 18 to 22. I'm reading in the NLT version. The parable of unforgiving debtor. Then Peter came to him, to Jesus. Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Wow. Peter thought he was generous to say seven times, but Jesus says not. Not seven times, but seventy times seven. If we calculate that, it's four hundred and ninety times. What does Jesus mean about that? Are you gonna go counting all the offenses? every month you count the offenses that is being done against you? No. He was trying to tell us that forgiveness should be continual. It should go on and on that we we don't have to, to count anymore. It should be an attitude of a Christian Extending mercy and grace to others. Amen. Jesus went on to tell a parable about forgiveness. We'll read from uh, verses 23 to 27. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold. Along with his wife, his children, and everything he earned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master, begged him, please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity. Uh, Other translation says he was filled with compassion, and he released him and go and and forgive him his his debts. We know that. When I say other translation, um, use compassion. You know how compassionate Jesus uh, 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 was during his days when he walked uh, in the earth. Yeah, he's he's always compassionate. And he would look at people and he will be moved with compassion. And he will pray for them and sometimes he will heal their sick. In verse 27, like I said, the master was moved with compassion. What does it mean to forgive? The the word forgive means to name a few. I don't know whether it's there. To keep it no longer, to neglect, to abandon, not to discuss, to leave one by not taking him as a, a companion. What is surprising when we read verses uh, 28 to 29, let me read them. But when the man left the kingdom, I'm sorry, but when the man left the king, I'll call him servant, servant number one. He went to a fellow servant. I'll call that servant, servant number two. He went to servant number two who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. Can you believe that? What? That is so surprising. He's been forgiven millions. The Bible says um, those days, it was estimated the, the millions he owed is estimated about $10 million he owed them, his master. So he goes to servant number two, who owes him maybe about 5 to $25. He choked him. And on top of that, he put him in prison. The Bible says the master was furious. When he had, because his other servants had had what has happened, and they went and told the, the master what has happened. And the master was angry. I'm reading from verse 28 to... Verse 29, no, no. From verse 31, when some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called him, the man he had forgiven, and said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant or compassion just as I had compassion on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured tortured until he had paid his entire debt that's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to give your brothers and sisters from your heart wow as i said i was owed by the youth my son here who was here giving a testimony i couldn't get his name right he said here to forgive from the heart. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here to... <laughs> he to forgive from, from the heart. Yes. He refused to give servant number two even when he used the same words he used when he begged his mother to forgive him. Those words were, forgive me, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. He refused to forgive, yes. Okay, we'll go to the meaning or the moral of this parable. Why Jesus taught this parable and what we can glean from that. It teaches us the importance of forgiving others for our own sake, as he said, Ben, Ben yeah, as he has said, that for his own sake, he had to give, uh, forgive those who had offended him. So in this case, it's so important to forgive for our own sake, because if we don't, Forgive others. Bitterness take root in our lives. I'll read Hebrews 12 to 14. The Bible says, look after each other so that no one of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you corrupting you. Bitterness trouble us, corrupt us, not the people who have offended, offended us. Amen. When we refuse to forgive, we hold on to pain. We hold on to pain, hurt, and injustice, it becomes bitterness. Brothers and sisters, guard against being offended. I have a, a testimony um, that I would share about bitterness. This is a true, true story. I heard about um, a, a, a boy, a teenager, who was killed in a car accident and that the driver was a, a, a drunken driver. And he was, uh, at the court, he was convicted, and he was asked to, uh, to pay um, a, a, a big fine, I understand, millions. And when they asked the parents, um, how, how, how do you want us to pay uh, this debt, this debt? How do you want him uh, to pay this debt, to pay it once, tell us. And the parents, I think the father, he was so bitter. Even if the court has found this man guilty, but because he harbored unforgiveness, he was so bitter. And he said, "I want him to pay. Let's say he owed him millions. I want to pay. I want him to pay me hundred rand a month." What is that? He is tying himself to the offender. Can you imagine every month he received that 100 rand? He see it in his statement. What it means? It reminds him of the offender. It, it reminds him of the guy. So it means he's putting even this guy, the other guy, um, into bondage as well not himself not himself only even this other guy for bondage that's what the root of bitterness does in in our lives okay you may say hey mom you don't know what they've done to me you don't know what they've done to me I know forgiveness is not easy it was not even easy for Jesus but he went on the cross for us. He was sped on. He was sweated. Uh, they sweat at him. He got those stripes. It was not easy. So, it's not easy. But if we ask the Holy Spirit to help us, he will guide us. Remember, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He will heal us. Let us allow the Holy Spirit to heal us. And another point, forgiveness is a choice. It is not a a feeling. You are choosing to free yourself from the bondage. Because as uh, 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 when I gave those, uh, uh, the meaning of forgiveness, there was one sentence we say, it's like you are taking your com, your, uh, the, for the offender as a, com, a companion. Wherever you go, he is there because you remember what they have done. Like this father who, 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 who asked that, uh, uh, that guy to pay him $100, uh, $100 every month instead of paying the full amount. I don't think he could, he enjoyed his life. Because every time, as I have said, he received the statement, and to see where this man comes up, reminds him of that, it reminds him of that guy who, was, who had killed his son. So forgiveness is a choice. Another reason why we should forgive, forgiveness is not justifying or agreeing that what had happened was right, the offense was right. No, you are choosing to let go and let God do something for you, amen. Also, it does not mean that you forget and you no longer feel the pain of offense. At times, Why we we don't want to forgive is because we want the offender to come to say, to come and apologize. Yes, they've offended me. They need to apologize. That's what we say. No, at times we don't have to do that because some people do not forgive because. They want to apologize. Uh, I'm sorry. At times, some people do not forgive because they want the f- offender to apologize. I must tell you, you are fooling yourself. You are waiting for something or someone who will never forgive, uh, 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 um, who will never come and apologize. Why? Because they don't care. They don't care, or they are hurting themselves. That's why they won't come. They are hurting themselves. They don't know what they've done because there's a, say, a, 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 a saying that goes, hurt people, hurt other people. Another reason for to forgive is because As I've said, unforgiveness makes you to be connected to the offender. Wherever you go, she goes. The offender may be even dead or maybe even living their best life somewhere. And you are still connected to them. You have to decide today to cut the cord that ties you to the offender. Bring your heads. I'll refer to Ram again, that young guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll re- refer to him again. He said he, he took his heads, his disappointment to Jesus. So, brothers and sisters, bring your heads, dis- disappointment to Jesus. He will turn your mourning into dancing. Remember, he's the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Yes, we sinned against Jesus. We are going to be separated from Jesus for the rest of our lives if we didn't receive him as our Lord and Savior. But God, in his compassion and in his grace, sent his son, Jesus Christ, on earth to pay our death. Amen.